Welcome back to your favorite podcast. It's The Feels with me, Charmian, and it is so good to have you here with me. Thank you for following the podcast and also thank you if you click the bell icon so you are notified every single time I drop an episode. In case you don't follow me on social media and you don't know when the next episode is dropping, then clicking the bell icon is the easiest way to be notified when I do drop something. Today, I just want to hype you up. I always believe that people find content that they need at the time that they need to hear it. And whether or not you find this the day I drop it, a week later, a year later, this is for you if you clicked on it. We all have something that we really want. And when we're in the thick of it, it's sometimes hard to see the end of it. It's sometimes hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But the people that we meet in the middle who tell us something that we have been dying to hear from someone else rather than just from our own thoughts, those are the words of encouragement that stay with us for the longest time. Because yes, we should be our own cheerleaders. We should be the people that believe in ourselves the most. But no man is an island. And sometimes when we're going after the things that we really want, it's hard to, it's hard to be positive about where this is going. Let's be real. The bigger the dream, the bigger the ambition, the more goals you have or the more lofty they are, especially if you might possibly be the first person in the family to do it the first person in your friend group to have that dream or the only person to have that dream, it can get pretty lonely, right? Having ambitions can be pretty lonely. And really, sometimes that's all we need, right? To know that there's someone else other than ourselves who believes in us. I believe in you. I do. I don't know you. I don't know what your goal is. But I believe in you. I believe in anyone who has something that they want and they're willing to go after it. I have way more respect for people who go after what they want than to just have a dream, sit on it, and let it die. I'd rather you go after something and you fail than to not even try. So if you're actually trying, if you're actually moving the needle in that direction, then I believe in you. Because you deserve to hear that someone believes in you because you first started believing in yourself. You are brave enough to move the damn needle and you deserve to have someone tell you that they believe in you. So I wrote down on my notes a couple of things that I want to touch on, including little things that you can start doing right now in this moment. If you happen to be in this weird space of, I might want to give up, I'm thinking of giving up because I don't know where to go, like... I understand how messy it can get when one bad thought leads to another thought. And I'm hoping that these little things that I share with you that I do myself can ease you back on track. We're not going to force anything. You're going to take your time and ask yourself if that's what you really want to do, if you really want to give up. But I'm going to sit in it with you. And maybe after this episode, you can come back to it and ask yourself, okay, could I pick myself up? Can I inch myself forward again and keep going? Okay. So for those of you who follow me on social media or you're part of my social circle in real life, then you probably already know that I recently got promoted to being senior instructor at Absolute. And that's the fitness studio that I work at. And this is four years in the making. Well, it would be four years by the time we hit December. 
but it is truly years in the making. And I want to share this bit of my journey, and I don't think I will be sharing this anywhere else anyway, so this is probably the perfect platform. And if it happens to reach you, then great. But the reason I want to share this is because, you know, recently people found out about it, and when they see me, they're like, congrats, you know, I love this for you, and, you know, it's it just feels like a long time coming, and they're just really, really sweet about it, right? And I'm so grateful that people feel like, it's amazing because it is, but also like when it happened, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking like, oh, now people are going to come up to me and congratulate me. And it's like this badge of honor that I wear, you know, it's really nice to be acknowledged for the standard that you bring to your work. But in no way was I gunning for it for the applause or the compliments, you know, and it really made me think about how this all happened without giving away any company secrets (laughs) i will share with you uh, as much of the journey as i can so we kind of have a system at absolute in order to help everybody grow as instructors uh, we have a mentoring system and this is no secret uh, we all have mentors especially the newer generations of instructors who are inducted into the company i had many mentors like They came and they left and I had new ones. And for the longest time, I always saw myself as someone who, number one, needed help. Number two, not the best. I'm okay, not the best. But at the same time, I was frustrated that I wasn't good enough or that I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't like that my class numbers were mediocre. I did not like that people still saw me as just another instructor. So there was a dichotomy there. It was like, I saw myself as this good, but at the same time, people also saw me as this good. And I wonder if you can draw that comparison in your head or rather the mirror effect of this. I first started seeing myself as someone who was mediocre, who was just one of the many instructors who happened to teach at Absolute. And you can see why the people who came from my classes or the people who don't come from my classes also saw me that way. They saw me as just another instructor in the company. And so when I was frustrated, right, that was the first, I would say, impetus. Because if you're so comfortable being where you're at, then you don't have the desire to change. But it always starts from feeling differently. It always starts from wanting something different, which is a good thing. I felt different. I was like, you know, I kind of don't want to be average anymore. I kind of don't want to be mediocre. Yeah, this isn't my full-time job. Like, like what I really need this for? I don't need the glory that comes with being a specially titled instructor. But I was kind of sick of seeing myself that way. And I wanted something to change. And the first thing is realizing that nothing outside of you can change if you don't change first internally. So for many months last year, I was trapped in the cycle of my mentor would come from my classes and observe them or she would ride my classes. And I'd always hit a block with her. Like either the feedback would be from me to her. I just tell her that wasn't my best class and I don't know why. Or she come to me and be like, that wasn't your best class and I don't know why. And it was because 
number one, when she came for my classes, I'd always think, wow, there's just this added pressure that I have to be better than I actually am. Note this, this assumption about myself that one, I'm actually not that good. And now I have to prove myself that I am better than my usual standard. And number two, because I want to prove myself so badly, I end up putting way more pressure on myself and I deliver a worse class than my usual. And my usual wasn't actually that bad, but it was my mental image of myself that kind of put me in a weird loop. You know, it's like your best at that time is actually pretty good, but you don't think you're that good. So you try even harder to be better. And then that trying to be better, it actually made things worse. And then that just affirms that, oh, I'm actually not that good. So you're trapped in like a chicken and egg situation, you know? And that was me for months. So I really sat down and I was like, you know what? There are just some things that need to change. I need to really take a good hard look at what I'm not doing right or what's not clicking for me. See, when I got on the bike, you know, I knew the technique. I've done this over and over again, but it didn't really click. It just felt like a grind. Like I had to give so much of myself every single class and it didn't really, it felt like a lot of effort. I firmly believe that when something clicks for you, it's just going to feel so effortless. And if it feels like you're trying, it's probably because something hasn't clicked yet. But the trick here is that it will. And sometimes you kind of had to go through the grind of putting in a lot of effort before it becomes effortless. So I sat down and I thought, you know what? Let's just start doing things my own way. Let's just ride other people's classes and see how they perform in theirs. How are they getting the numbers? Why are people going for their classes and not mine? And I looked at this from a very objective way, not like I go there and I want to prove something, right? It's more like I'm going there to learn. Give me something I don't know. Show me something I haven't done. And you know what the interesting thing is? When I go to these people's classes, I always leave thinking, yo, I can do that. I can do that. So either one, I don't realize that I can do that or I don't see myself as being able to do that. Or number two, I'm just at a point where I can't do that yet. But it doesn't mean that it's never going to happen because the first step to change is me having the awareness that I am capable of being that standard. I go to their classes and I'm like, that's something I'm already doing. Or, okay, I can do that. What's so special about that? And I know how that sounds. It sounds a little arrogant when I say it like that. But the whole point I'm trying to make here is if you are on the journey to somewhere, you're in the process of accomplishing something and you keep hitting a wall or you just don't feel good enough, it's very likely that you're actually not as bad as you think you are, but you don't think so. You don't think that you're good enough. No one's version of reality is objective. Everyone goes through life experiencing their reality from their eyes, from their mindset. No one's reality is the same. It's the same when people tell you, you're not me and I'm not you. Because no two people are seeing the same thing the same way. Which is why nobody can do what you do. Because they cannot see what you're currently doing through your eyes. 
they can't give the same energy, they can't give the same input, they can't be creative the same way you're creative. They can't come up with a solution the way you can come up with it. So back to that, I was taking the classes and I was just telling myself, you know what, let's just let's just drop the whole idea of wanting to be better, wanting to be this and that. Let's just see how I can make this me. Let's just see how I can make it my classes, not just an absolute class, but a class that belongs to Charmian. Let's make it me. And so I started having fun. I realized that I kind of forgot how to have fun. Well, then again, at the beginning of my instructor career, it wasn't really about having fun. It was like, yes, I enjoy riding like as a client, as a rider. But to teach it is a little different because there's all this like technicalities to hit and rightfully so because we have a standard, right? And you want to be good at it. You want to you wanna earn your title as an instructor because there's so many fit people out there. There are tons of great riders. There are tons of great athletes. What makes you fit to be the instructor that people go to, right? There is a standard. And so I think this is what happens with a lot of people in like coaching, Naturally, when your focus goes to being good at the technique, you go through a process of like not really knowing how to make it you yet. And I'm not just talking about like in the fitness industry. I believe this is pretty much everyone in every trade. You learn the rules so you can get good. But what separates the good from the great is how you break those rules and make them bend to you. Ooh, I just got chill saying that. <laughs> I'm going to repeat that, okay? You learn the rules so you can get good. But you go from good to great when you learn to bend the rules. And I think that's what happened with me, to be honest. I stopped chasing what I thought was a good instructor. In fact, the first thing I did was to go around asking people, like, what makes you like this instructor's class? And why do you like going to their classes so much? And why is it them and not other people? And I also ask them, well, is it because their runs are super, super long and it's all about endurance? Um, Is it because they have all these fancy moves? And I was surprised at the answers. You know, I thought it would be a check and check for me. Yes, for some people, their benchmark is, ooh, I really like it when this instructor like doesn't hold back in their runs. And there are also people who really like like a lot of choreo and like doing stuff, right? But underneath it all, it always comes back to No matter what the instructor does, it's how they do it. If you don't like choreo and this instructor does a lot of choreo in their classes, you don't have to go back. But they could easily make you fall in love with having choreo in class if they know how to do it and how to make you fall in love with it, isn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, we're all all selling something. Whether you're selling a product, a service, or you, you're selling something. But it's interesting because when I spoke to these people... They tell me things like, it's just something about them, you know, like, oh, I like the way they're so creative. And it's not just they run very long, but what do they do during the runs that make it easy, that make it effortless for me to do the same thing as them? And it made me realize, yes, I'm on the right track here. It's not about chasing the standard. It's about being the standard. And it was like a huge revelation for me because it took a huge weight off my chest, first of all. I stopped having to prove myself to an imaginary standard. 
Truth is, I already hit the standard. The moment I passed it, I'm already the standard. Okay, let's be real. If you pass as an instructor, you can be an instructor. But there is a difference between being an instructor and being like a personality, right? And I think that's what I wanted. I didn't just want to be an instructor. I wanted to be a personality. When it clicked that I could actually have fun, I could actually explore. Things changed for me. I was enjoying my classes. That was the very first indication of I'm heading in the right direction. And then I got so good at enjoying it that the creativity responded to that enjoyment because I was letting it flow. I was letting myself flow and have fun and enjoying the process. What I got back was more creativity. How to make the classes feel effortless. This is the part where it got really interesting because I either manifested it without knowing that I was doing it, or that it was actually part of a greater manifestation that was already at play. And I will explain what I mean by this. So, sometime I think earlier this year, I got really, really sick. <laughs> like it was just one of those like influenzas that was going around, and I felt really sick. And I remember the first class that I came back from my MC. I had this crazy spurt of energy where I ran my very first minute run or something, and I have never up to that point done that. One because I despised it, and two I was like, mm, I don't think I can do that. I don't think my body is capable of doing that. Like it's so hard. But for some reason, I had this crazy spurt of energy. And I ran my first minute, and after that class, surprisingly, I just felt different. I felt like I felt unstoppable. I think that's the word. It just clicked for me. Of course, at that time, I didn't think it was like that. I just felt very surprised by myself. I was just so tickled by the fact that hey, I did that, and I didn't even try. Like I didn't even. Intend for that to happen, but it just did, and I somehow managed to push myself to that level. And from that class on, I started using that as evidence that it clicked. Whether or not it was a fluke and it just happened because I was on some crazy, like maybe it was the meds, maybe the germs gave me radioactive powers or something. I don't know. Okay, but I use that as evidence that I am now really, really, really strong and good. Because that, to me, for the longest time, was like the pinnacle, right? I spent like two, three years thinking, "Wow, like maybe I despise one-minute runs because I never felt like I was capable of doing that, and so I'd rather not even consider it." You know, I didn't want to put myself down, but maybe because I was afraid of me not being good enough to do that if I tried. But now, when it happened once, I was brave enough to use that as evidence of, you know what, something clicked. Now I can do one-minute runs, and from there my runs went from like thirty seconds to forty-five, being the norm, to a minute whenever I could, and it just kind of escalated from there. I didn't know at that time, but I was actually in the process of becoming the instructor I have always wanted to be. It didn't happen overnight. It had to start from me realizing. Number one, the kind of instructor I wanted to be. Truly, how did I want to feel being someone else's fitness instructor? And number two, letting the creativity happen naturally, 
simply by enjoying the process and letting myself change with it. And three, the physical part of it, which was something that I think I struggled with the most since the beginning of my instructing journey. That was the last thing that I could finally take on board with me and kind of seal the deal. Because when all three of those things kind of came together, it was really when I felt effortless. I felt unstoppable. I didn't have to think too much. I wasn't really in my head. And when you really acknowledge your power and your strength, and you're so rooted and grounded in that, it's an incredible feeling. You show up differently. How you walk, how you talk, how you instruct. You lead everything with confidence. You lead yourself with confidence. And when people see that you trust yourself, they trust you. People trust you when you trust yourself. And for the longest time, now looking back, yeah, I mean, I never really had too big of a problem with confidence because it came with, you know, having to work in the media for so long. But I think when it came to instructing, I always felt like I just wasn't good enough as the natural athletes, you know, in the company. And they obviously blossomed a lot faster than I did. And I just always felt like maybe, maybe I have to be okay with settling being the instructor who's just really bubbly and fun and like good at coaching. But when it comes to actually physically doing it, like maybe I just can't reach that level. But you see, that self-talk and that kind of rationalizing came from an identity of I'm not good enough or I'm not as good as them. The moment I could prove to myself that I am good enough. If anything, I'm on the same level as these people and whatever they are doing right now, I can totally do it. The moment you give yourself permission to feel that way, to feel good enough, you're actually establishing trust with yourself. And so it kind of snowballs from there. And by the time it was announced that, okay, I'm going to be senior instructor. Yes, the feeling was, was so comforting. It was like, wow, like it's so nice to receive validation, right? It's great. It's a great feeling. But also it wasn't surprising. And again, it's not coming from a place of arrogance, but it was more like, huh, you know, I actually feel like I've been showing up that way for a long time now. I have been entertaining this identity as if it was mine already for the longest time. I don't care if I have the title. I teach my classes the way I want to teach them. And I bring a certain standard that I'm proud of. And so when people ask me, oh, how do you feel? It must feel great. I tell them, yeah, it feels great. But I'm not going to lie. I have been serving that standard for a long time now. And to be honest, if I didn't get it, Sure, I'd be upset, but I don't think I would let it define my standard as an instructor. Because to be honest, I was getting a lot of evidence around me that because I've changed, the response was changing as well. I started seeing more regular people show up in my classes. I started getting feedback that, you know, we are actually growing with you. Like we can tell you're getting stronger and I'm getting stronger with you. And it's things like that, that you kind of gain along on your journey that tells you you're going in the right direction. And the reason I'm telling you all of this is because when you're in the grind and at the beginning, it can really feel like nothing is moving or that you've hit a wall and you just can't seem to figure it out. 
Or maybe you're entertaining the idea that maybe other people can get it, but you just can't. And to that, I want to tell you that it's normal, number one, to feel that way. But number two, you got to snap out of that. That whole mindset or that illusion that other people can have this and I cannot. Other people can get it and I cannot. Don't make yourself an exception to desirable outcomes. Why do you exclude yourself from success? Why do you exclude yourself from good things happening? Really ask yourself that. If you want to make yourself an exception, then yes, tell yourself you're the best. Separate yourself from other people in a good way. Tell yourself you stand out. But don't make yourself an exception to negative things like, oh, they get to be this successful and I just don't have it in my cards. They get to have this click for them and they get to enjoy this and I don't. The more you tell yourself this, the more you entertain the idea of that, you're trapping yourself in the reality that it just cannot happen for you. And the thing I really want you to take away from all of this is that as long as you're doing your best in the direction of your dreams, as long as you are doing something that moves you in that direction, you're not going to fail. You're not excluded from this. Even if you cannot see it, the circumstances are changing. Even if you can't see things change, even if you can't see your circumstances getting better, as long as you're going in that direction, they are changing. And this is something I really want you to remember today. No evidence of movement is not evidence of no movement. Everybody write this on a post-it. I don't care. Save it on your phone or something. No evidence of movement is not evidence of no movement. It's so easy to get lost in the grind and be like, oh, I give up. I'm not where I want to be yet. I'm not earning this amount of money yet. That's it. I'm done. Like, it's just not happening for me. No. If you cannot look at the outcome and be positive about it, then this is what you can do right now. Focus on the process. Focus on making the process count. Let it build you up. Let it show you that you are moving in the direction and take every little thing, every little piece of evidence that you see along the way as evidence that you are moving in the right direction and that you are about to succeed. It's about to happen for you. That said, if you have been trying and you're hitting a wall and you kind of find yourself going back to the same spot or you're going in circles, what I would recommend is Don't be afraid to take steps back. Don't be afraid to go back to the drawing board and ask yourself, am I just not choosing the right method to do this? Is this method just not working for me? Can I pick something else? If this feels too much like you're trying, if it feels so hard as in you're trying and it doesn't actually feel enjoyable, and you will know it because if you're going in the right direction and this is the path that you're supposed to take, you would feel like something is pulling you to keep going in the direction, no matter how hard you have to work. Work is work. You got to put in the effort, right? But it shouldn't feel like you're trying. Does that make sense? It's like putting in effort is great, but it should feel effortless. These two put together are just the perfect combo of success. You just know you're making headway. You can feel it. So if the method doesn't work for you and you kind of have a sense this is a bit too tedious, take a step back. Stop whatever you're doing, regroup, 
find some other way to get into it again. Don't give up. This is for anybody who wants to give up because they haven't seen the success that they want to see yet. Okay? If you want to give up because you haven't seen progress yet, this message is for you. Don't. If you decide to give up because your dream has actually changed, your ambitions have changed, your goals have changed, then this is not for you because you can always change your mind. But the reason behind the giving up is important. Don't give up because you're not there yet. You're not there yet. There's consolation in that. You're not there yet. So don't give up. It's not the end. You're not at the end yet. Now, if you're currently feeling stuck and this can happen, I want you to take a breather, okay? Take deep breaths. Breathe in. Breathe out. Step away from it for a little bit. And I want you to ask yourself this. If I knew what to do, what would I do? If I knew what to do, what would I do? And this is equivalent to setting intentions. I love setting intentions because they have always been like the best way for me to create anything I want, like to manifest anything. I set an intention and I just kind of leave it and I let the process unfold itself. And so this is equivalent to that. By asking yourself that question, if I knew what to do, what would I do? And just kind of let the answer come to you. Believe me, when you're going off to do something else, like taking a break, relaxing or whatever, do something else, the answer will come to you. And you won't even have to ask, is this the answer? You just take inspired action and you get to work. Okay? So whenever you feel stuck, ask yourself this, if I knew what to do, what would I do? And you'll have your answer. So don't give up. If you've given up, and you don't actually want to give up, get up, get up, keep going. It will click for you. It's a feeling of elevation. I think that's how I would describe it. You'd feel elevated. Yeah, basically that. You'd feel like you've just entered a higher state of consciousness where you've completely expanded. And the way you look at the situation, the way you look at your process is different. Like now I can safely say how I see myself even before I got promoted, is so different from how I saw myself as an instructor a year ago. I stopped thinking that I'm not good enough. I walk around feeling like, yeah, I got this. Yeah, I trust myself. Yeah, today's class is going to be good. And people respond to that. People are drawn to people who feel like they're doing it right, who trust themselves, who honor themselves, who show up knowing that they got this. So you got this, okay? If you have to take baby steps and tell yourself this, do it. But I promise you, it will click. I hope this helped you today. Thank you so much for being here as always. If this helped you, go ahead and share the episode. Otherwise, just click on the bell icon so you know when the next episode drops. Thank you so much, guys. I will catch you in the next one. Bye.